0: We'll be right Christine Steimer. Hi, it's me. And Brittany Brombacher. Hello. And today, I am super excited. We have our first ever guest, one of my favorite people, Miss Mary Kish. Hi, everybody. And Welcome, where are you Mary. from, Mary? Hey, thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah. Uh, currently residing in San Francisco.
1: I've been working at Twitch for the last six months. So you guys can see some of the stuff I produce on there, like Fresh Doc, our sneaker show. That's a, I've been watching it. That's a really cool... Really cool thing. Thanks. It's really cool to make a show about something weird. Um, sneakers are pretty weird. <laughs> sneakers are pretty
2: weird. So. Sneakers. Yeah. You'll love our show, then, Mary. If you like doing shows about weird things. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll love us. You're in have the right place.
1: Lofty expectations of how weird this is going to get. So. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, it's going to get weird. Hello. We are. Uh, we are talking about Pokemon later. So things are going to go <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> All right. As it does when we when we talk about Pokemon. Uh, before we get into our very first segment, which is news and what's going on this week, I just want to thank all of our Patreon. I'm saying it right now. I'm not saying Patreon anymore. All of our Patreon <laughs> friends, thank you so much for uh, for supporting us. You can find us at patreon.com slash what's good games. Subscribe to us on iTunes, youtube.com slash what's good games. Uh, Twitter, what's good slash, un- no, what's good underscore games. So there's a yeah. dramatic pause before games. What's good? Games. Mm. And- okay. <laughs> games. what is and good games oh and then um on facebook what's good games as well uh we are everywhere thank you everyone for supporting us uh before we I, I read the list of thank yous because there's so many people we have to thank today um i would like to give a shout out to our sponsor uh, our lovely sponsor Take This. Take This is an organization for uh, mental health. Mary, did you know that 1 in 4 people in America deal with mental health as an issue? I did not know that. That's higher than expected. That is 25% of the population. Uh talking about mental health symptoms is the fastest way to find hope and healing. Both the stigma of mental health issues makes a lot of people feel like they have to suffer in silence, but that's not true. Take This is here to help you by letting you know that it's okay to not be okay, which is Okay. okay, And there's help. There's always help. Uh, you can visit TakeThis.org for stories from people l- like you and people who have uh, found help through them and advice from mental health care professionals and tips on how to help people you love who might be struggling and need that little extra push. So take this. It is dangerous to go alone. And thank you very oh, much that. for uh, supporting us. Uh, Take this was founded by uh two of my mentors, Russ Pitts and Susan Art. They're lovely lovely people. So, uh you can find them on Twitter as well. They are at every major convention and they had a, a room at E3 this year. Oh. So they had a space uh the AFK room where you could go and sit in quiet and get away from the chaos of the show. It's very lovely. I love it a, they call really it.
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: the AFK. Like it's a they have like a, a way with
1: puns here with uh, everything that they're doing. So not only is it really good for your brain, uh, but it just makes me happy to know that they keep finding ways to make good game puns and all the stuff that they're doing.
0: Oh yeah, they're great. <laughs> they're a wonderful organization. I think they're in their third year now. But I'm I love what they do, and I'm very happy to be working alongside them. They are at the top of our thank you list as well, along with um, our other patrons, our turbo patrons. Thank you. Take this. And Alex Rogopoulos, a.k.a. the Dump Lord. Lincoln Davis. Davin Iacolucci. And if I mispronounce your name, please tweet at me and yell at me. It's totally fine. People mispronounce my name all the time, and I get it. So you can totally do this to me. I don't mind. Steven Insler. Josh Kerwin. Lincoln Thurber, which is an awesome name. Eric Jin, Nick Nick Visello, Dustin Nick. Lewis. Tara Bruno. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. PR Mastermind. Kyle Heyman, Misael Villegas, Steven McPherson, Benjamin Pardue, Doug DeShazer, Cart Pedersen, Molly Bittner, Molly. 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 Molly is a uh, big supporter of ours. We met her at E3. She's <laughs> the right. best. Molly works for NASA. She's got like a real people job. And oh, is really yeah. amazing. <laughs> she's a real person. <laughs> she's a real human. And when she's not sending stuff into space, she be playing video games. Yes, she does. Very cool. She be playing video games. Brandon Nichols, Tom Bach, Simon D, Justy, Ryan Schaefer, Kyra J, Sean P. Molly, Trevor Yates, some guy named John Drake. Who's that? I don't know. I don't know any John Drake. Bill Stilwell, Jason Erickson, Danny O'Dwyer. Thanks, Danny. Uh, Adam Rippon, Billy Shibley, Stephanie Fitzwilliam, Harrison Pink, Steve Lynn, Brotherhood 93, if that is your real name. That's a cool name. (laughs) Awesome. Tommy Larson, Pear, Kilstoft, Kilstoft, Ke, Keel Keel Kielstoff, Kielstoff, Pear, Kielstoff. Kielstoffe.
2: Kielstoffe.
0: That's okay, that sounds cool. That makes Pear Kielstaff. <laughs> Aaron Saxon, Mike Lynch, Lindsey Kelsey, Anthony Murphy, Stephen Chong, Mr. Moody. I hope we don't make you moody. Oswaldo Sandoval, Ethan Anderson, Gio Corsi, Greg Fletcher, Eliza Steele, Duncan Stanley, Joe Schleff, Annette Gonzalez, Christian Rodriguez, just Troy. Nice. Troy, just Troy. Gabe Brown, Ron Mann, Donato Sinico the Third. Fancy. Awesome. Adam Boys, Lee Kendall, and Mama of Our Mama, Teresa Ennert. Oh. Yay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for supporting us. It's gotten us this far, and we made it. Uh, I believe this is our ninth episode in, still with some technical difficulties, but filled with love.
3: Yay. So much love. <laughs> Lots of love. When it so lacks much love. in technical
1: prowess, it makes up for in heaps and heaps of love. And burps, because I listened to you guys set up, and I heard at least six really large burps. <laughs> Those are all
0: Stimer. Steimer is the massive
2: burp. What was Steimer's excuse? That's the sparkling in the rosé. Yeah, the that sparkling the yeah. rosé that made me burp.
0: What brand is it? You're it's sparkling rose. R U Z
3: A. R U Z A. And I found it at Whole Foods. And Keep... I found Ooh. it at Whole Foods because Instagram started giving me advertisements for this wine <laughs> um, service called Wink, I think. And it, it delivers wine to you and they sell this oh, particular no. brand of canned uh, rose. And so I went around <laughs> t- until I found it. And it's delightful. Stimer, you fancy girl that canned rosé. <laughs> no, know. <laughs> um, I have to say this story
1: real fast if I have time. Do it. No, yeah. Um, it. My sister works for BMW in the call center. She's the person who, like, calls people and is like, do you want to, like... Uh, renew your BMW and like you know have it for longer and stuff and they record all those calls and then sometimes they put you in a room with your manager and they make you listen to your own call uh, <gasps> to kind of like grade you in front of your manager and that's like a normal thing to make sure you're better and stuff um, my sister was preggers at the time pregnant. yeah and she was on this call with a customer talking about the BMW and let out this huge burp um, which can happen <laughs> when you're pregnant because you have all these
0: you things know, coming things. out things
1: and she said excuse me i have bubbles anyway and like continued the call and the manager was like sometimes you can't help when there's air and stuff but try not to say excuse
0: me i have bubbles
3: <laughs> i think
0: that's so, the best that's i've great. ever heard i, I have,
3: really
0: have bubbles on. well what's the other option you play it off like you didn't burp and you i leave think you're them? just supposed to
1: straight up say excuse me and then not discuss the bubbles <laughs>
0: <laughs> or explain
1: them in any way. Well, okay. Uh, it's
2: hard to not burp because then you kind of have that gross internal like body movement if you're suppressing your burp. At least that's what I do, and I'm I've been told it's gross. You better so just, out than don't you know, let it out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's better or like for they you. get anyway. They get
0: stuck like right here, and it's just like you have air just stuck you in your burp you burp me. Like I need I need to be burped. I'm a very gassy. Uh. Human. Um. <laughs> Uh, so the news: some things in video <laughs> games happened this week.
3: Not Our first belt segment.
0: Related. Not well. Some of these might be belt related. We'll see. Mm. Um, but the first thing, and I'm just wanted to hear what you guys think about this. Uh, Half Life got an update. <laughs> it is an it is a literal game update, and it is not anything to do with Half Life Three that we're um, the original Half Life that is uh, 20 years old old enough to uh, almost old enough to drink. Half-life is almost mm-hmm. old enough to drink. Got its first update in 4 years and it's a patch that just kind of fixes some bugs, specifically some crash circumstances. Um, do any of you guys still play Half-Life? No,
3: but I read the patch notes <laughs> and thought they were hilarious that they were like this just fixed a bug and thank you so and so for reporting this. I'm like how yeah. long has your game been out? Someone just reported this bug. <laughs> like what are you talking about?
2: I think it's hilarious. The only Half-Life I ever played was for PlayStation 2. It was a port of the uh, PC game, obviously. I think it came out in 2001. And I liked it because it had a co-op mode called uh, Decay. And it was split screen. And it was really fun. But then my PlayStation 2 went tits up. And the laser would stop (laughs) reading um, Blu-ray discs or the purple discs. And it stopped working. And then my Half-Life career ended at that moment. Did you not get the orange box? Because that's how I played Half-Life. I did, but it was so like far later into the future that I just stopped. Mm. I don't know. I, I was In 2001, I was 13, and shooters really weren't my thing. Mm-hmm. So the only reason I was into Half-Life was because it was co-op. It had that one co-op mode on the PlayStation 2 uh, port. And then I didn't have a computer at the time, and even when I got the orange box, I was like, eh, there's Final Fantasy. <laughs> That's that yeah. fair. They, they are my, long
3: games.
0: They, long game is definitely long. My deepest interaction with half-life i played half-life i played half-life 1 and 2 but my deepest interaction with half-life is that fan movie that someone made called half-life full life consequences has anyone else seen that
3: no okay
0: that's that's is that that's everyone's may home have. With. it's a it's a machinima that someone made uh, using assets from half-life about like someone wrote a fan fiction about like Gordon Freeman's brother and it's actually like terribly written and the voice it's voice acted by this one really amazing person and the assets like do weird things. I don't know. It's amazing. Half-life full-life consequences. Google it. Uh, That's where the joke and the pants were dead came from. Nice.
2: Oh, no, I have not okay. seen that, but it sounds... That's everyone's
0: everyone's homework to watch Half-Life, Full-Life Consequences. I'm just... I know that a lot of people are still, you know, like, oh, when's Half-Life 3 coming out? We're never getting it. Um, but clearly something is going on in the Valve pit that someone decided to update a 20-year-old game.
2: Uh I was looking into this a bit because although I'm not a diehard Half-Life fan, it's always been one of like the – well, I don't know if you'd call it a joke of the industry. But if Half-Life 2 Episode 3 is announced or Half-Life 3 is announced, everyone's going to lose their shit and you kind of want to like be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at this um, on May 24th, 2006. There is a GameSpot article – and valve said that episode 3 would conclude the whole trilogy would conclude by christmas of 2007 Walls, bye forever <laughs> and then i think even in 2009 gabe said it was still in development and then i think everything just kind of went silent after and that and they were like yeah, wait we're like way more
3: money by just being a game
1: service a platform yeah exactly yeah. a
2: platform yeah that dota money what do you think what do you think, Mary? Are you a Half-Life fan?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I've had a couple interactions with Half-Life recently. One was when Danny O'Dwyer did the Half-Life 2 half marathon, where he ran a marathon and then played Half-Life 2 for charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we raised a bunch yeah, of money doing that, awesome. and that was pretty fun. And then the last time was for uh, Awesome Games Done Quick Guys Stop By and played the uh oh. scene where you're basically like in a vehicle <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, my timer, timer just falls. over just had a, a mic said. issue uh Sorry, continue mary <laughs> Sorry. We, we played the uh vehicle part uh a speed run just that dang sequence and it's incredible how broken like how much you can break that game um with the hops, with the bunny hop method, going backwards, you can go like twenty times the traditional speed and beat that scene in like five minutes. That's just awesome. absurd, and it's really cool to watch. So, um, let's see. I've probably I've only played Half Life two twice. That's then it was years ago, um, but I constantly refresh myself from all the agdq runs and they are incredible so if you want to see like the best refresher of half-life i would uh encourage you to do it through the games done quick crew because they just do these like maddening runs
0: i love i don't know if you guys watch the summer games done quick Ooh, when yeah. it was happening they did a kingdom hearts 1.5 2.5 remix run <laughs> and it <Sorry>. just yes <laughs> Hey. (laughs) (laughs) And it just blew my mind. They just, like, the way that they sort of break these games without actually truly breaking them to just finish them. Like, I I would never think to, like, finish a game fast.
1: No. Well, I mean, that takes a a special brain to even want to do that. Um, These people are, like, a bit... (laughs) Of their own mind, right? Like, their own decision, a bit mad. um, But it's really cool to observe them. It's so cool. So that's how I watch it. But it's interesting, like, even when they do patches like this, it screws up speedruns. So often, um, speedruns are based on the original game with no patches, and they have to get the original Mm. game in order to do them. Because the the patches can ruin their ability to cheat. That's so mean. Which is really weird. So, original release runs. Um.
0: <laughs> dang well uh, speedrunners half-life speedrunners i hope that you can still uh do your speedruns despite this weird uh four-year-old patch <laughs> yeah new patch in apparently 30. it's just <laughs> a bunch of
1: game breaking bugs so hopefully it's only for the best but yeah, yeah there's like a dude in a basement mm-hmm. somewhere that got a ping you got like an email like at 4am and it was just like game breaking bug and he was like i'm on it and he like put on these glasses and typed away and fucking Code fixed red. it four years later yeah.
0: and with this patch <laughs> i bet that same guy in the basement or maybe a different guy in the basement got that ping that was like half-life updated yeah. eliminates this crash and their whole world has just come crashing down around them yeah. yeah this goes out to you guy or girl or girl you're gonna be okay it's gonna be okay gonna you be figure fine. it out yeah. i believe in you mary how do you feel about destiny uh, I played the original shooting shooty shoot
1: shoots were pretty good. Uh, didn't really give a shit about the story though, so I'm excited. There was no the story. story. Yes, right. Yes. That's oh, correct. What a story? <laughs> the best story was uh, the couple getting engaged. That's the best story. It was Rami Oh yeah, Rami and Adriel. That's like the coolest mm-hmm. Destiny story. They should have wrote, wrote that in.
0: Can you recap the story for listeners who might not know? Of Destiny? Of the story. There was a wizard <laughs> on the moon, and he came not to Earth, he- and then they replaced <laughs> it. That's a good, that's oh a good God, story, keep but going, I meant uh, keep going. Uh, Rami, Rami and, and Adriel. Oh. That's a good, this is a better story. and They're, they're don't both good hear stories. Your story.
1: Uh, Rami and Adriel are these lovely people who play way too much Destiny, uh, which they've admitted themselves, and they've been dating for a really long time, and Adriel is super cool, and... Uh, if Rami wasn't with her, I'd try to date her. Cause she, I think we'd all date. Adriel. She's super romantic, <laughs> Rami, I and hope you she don't worked with the developers of Destiny to have an exclusive uh, Neil animation put in and a ring of engagement uh, item. And then he got the gift and got a ring and then she bent down in the game animation and proposed to him in game. And it's so
0: beautiful. Uh, and I just love that story so much. That's the best both, Destiny story. They're both game developers too. Rami works Correct. at uh, works at Vlambeer and Adriel organizes Train Jam every year. So they're two of the most like creative people I know. And when I saw that Normally I'm like, uh, someone proposed in a game, it's a little cheesy, but I saw that and I was like, oh my god, this is the most perfect thing. Yeah, but
1: um, yeah. like we were saying, there's no actual Destiny story that anyone really cared about. In fact, all of their uh, DLC didn't continue on the story, which is really fascinating. Like they would take you to all these different places, but it had nothing about the original story elements. Yeah. So we were playing all this extra stuff. People always wanted content, but it wasn't game-related. So it's really fascinating to hear that Destiny 2 apparently is going to have too much story,
0: I think was the quote. Yes. Too much story. Yes, yeah. that is the yeah, story. Yeah. So speaking with uh, uh, IGN, the quote, I hope people complain about how much story we have. And that's from... <laughs> and that's from the senior narrative lead, Jason Harris, and cinematic lead, Matt Ward, um, I mean, talking about what's going joking, on with Destiny 2. But-
3: I will say there is such thing as too much story in, like,
2: for example, a 40-minute cutscene that nobody wants to really watch. Okay. Okay. So the issue I have with this is, and I want to read this quote and see what you ladies think. Cinematic lead Matthew Ward said, Destiny 1 was meant to set up the world and ask a lot of questions, but not necessarily deliver too many answers, but leave enough out there for us to build upon. Do you buy that?
0: I don't buy no, that because, because I don't
2: remember any of the questions.
0: So it sounds to me, <laughs> it sounds to me like, like maybe story content was pulled either pulled out of Destiny One or they built a giant or they built Destiny One with the idea of like we're going to make more than one game, so we're going to be super light on the story in in this one. Like it was, I don't know. I feel oh, yeah. I, I feel very I think it's that. so. I feel very strange about if it is, if it is that um, game developers making a game, being like, we're holding back story because we want to make it a trilogy. Um,
3: n- oh, I don't know yeah, if it's because no. they wanted to make it a trilogy. I think they probably ran into, um, well, number one, building that type of game for the first time, even though, yes, it's a shooter. They've done shooters before, mm-hmm. trying to build something uh, that's shared world, uh, something they've never done before. So I think it was more of, Fighting off probably more than they could chew mm-hmm. at one time, um, and then realizing that
2: maybe they they, <laughs> they couldn't do it. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um.
2: Well, there was, there was a, a pretty heavy rumor going around. I want to say it was in... Late 2016, that uh, so the late lead writer left in 2013 and Destiny launched mm-hmm. in 2014. Was it 2014? Yeah. And um, the rumor was, and there's a story on Forbes that has a lot more of the details if you're interested in this, um, that a writer was brought in last minute because of all the kerfuffle of the story changes and the lead writer leave- leaving, that they had to come up with the grimoire mm-hmm. cards. Uh-huh. Now, Alexa, you do you have experience with that Final Fantasy IX players? I guide? do. this This is what it reminds me of. Okay, so for those of you who don't know what the hell we're talking about, in um, God, what year was that? Two thousand Final Fantasy IX released. And the player's guide had this feature called Play Online, and it was when Square Enix was like, okay, how do we, like, capitalize on this thing called the Internet? I know, we'll release, a st- <laughs> we'll release a strategy guide and leave out how to do most of the quests and tell folks they have to hop online to get all of that information. And the entire strategy guide was littered like that. And so the Grimoire cards kind of remind me of that, because you get them as you play Destiny, but the only way to access that information is to sign online. And it's like, why would you do that if you're trying to build, like this new IP, why would you leave out all the story elements? So that's why I don't really buy that quote. Um, Well,
0: he also, no, that that was a good rant. He also said, uh, uh, I, okay. Quote, I think players are ultimately going to see a wide variety of story channels an eclectic number of outlets to see story infused throughout the game, top to bottom, soup to nuts, there's story everywhere. Do you think that maybe this is going to be another one of those things where, like you said, it's maybe something extra or something that players really have to dig into. And on the surface level, it'll just be like a really good shooter in a really good world. Do you think we might have to dig for the narrative or do you think it'll be like, it's going to be one of those things where they have this big, grandiose single player campaign in destiny, in
1: yeah. destiny Two, I think the campaign will come through in the story this time because they are prepared for it. I think the only reason they didn't have a story in the original destiny of any substance was because of an issue with writing. And because people didn't agree and they had to remove writers, thus remove like some of the story, uh, at some point they were like, we're out of time. So we will splice in lore and we will make it secretive. Um, That's calculated. And this one is meant to be actually delving into what the Traveler is and what he's doing there um, and probably give us way more of an understanding of the impact on the world itself. But all this stuff is this is actually the time for it. And in many ways, this is really interesting. Destiny two is kind of like Titanfall two, where it's like, we didn't really have, they had a campaign, but not really in terms of story. So now they're able to offer that to us. And in many ways, destiny two will be like destiny one, just in, in the concept of, of the delivering the final story. Um, The gameplay has always been there, but now they actually get to show us probably what they wanted to do in destiny one. Yeah.
3: D- yep, I got I to play like, just the beginning intro mission at the Destiny 2 event, and I have to agree. Like, I think this time, at least the first mission, God knows what the rest of them were like. Um, it really was a lot more cinematic, like a lot more of like, okay, this is what a single-player shooter sort of feels like. Um, but for me, actually, my, my main issue with Destiny wasn't really the fact that there was no story. It was the fact that there was nothing to do in the world. Which mm-hmm. is sort of tied to story in a way. Like, usually the story is scattered around and you go and ex- uncover parts of it as you're exploring. Um, but so hopefully it will be more of that where it's like, oh, I found this random cave and there's something in here that's tied to the narrative somehow. And um, mm-hmm. and world building that way versus cards. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Were you doing the raids? Mm, no, I never did. I didn't do raids. I did strikes.
1: Okay. Okay. I think I like
3: yeah,
1: yeah. Both the, those were like kind of the meat of the game for most people, right? It was like people didn't. I didn't really hear a lot of complaints about how there wasn't a lot of story. People enjoyed d- do it, like grouping up with friends and taking down massive bosses, and that was kind of like the mm-hmm. thing that kept mm-hmm. everybody going. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, oh, totally. In the same interview, so counterpoint. In the same interview, the developers say like when they're saying, I hope people get angry, there's so much story, he made a direct reference to players that maybe don't want a story, that just want a game where they can shoot things, and I believe in the interview it actually has, makes angry typing, uh, typing motions. Do you think, <laughs> yeah, so did. do you do you think that that's, like, going to, well, do you think that will be a popular opinion? Do you think people out there will be like, no, I don't want this story, like, I I feel like the Destiny community wants this story, and maybe kind of Like, deserves it and has earned it after sticking with the first game for so long. There's a really easy solution, and it's called skippable Mm cutscenes.
2: That, and also, I think Mary hit it on the head when she said, you know, the real meat uh, of uh, Destiny you have all the strikes, you know, all the multiplayer components, uh, the raids, sorry, is what you said. And all the other cool new things you can do with the multiplayer. Um, people like me who don't like to do a lot of online competitive multiplayer. Uh, the story to me and the campaign is what I really enjoyed. But a lot of the people I've talked to who enjoy the raids and that kind of stuff, they're like, "Yeah, the campaign was okay, but I didn't really care about it." So I'm thinking if they can nail like the multiplayer side of it, the people who are like, uh, oh, cutscenes, ah, oh, story, ah," oh, they can just get over it and let us story-driven folks enjoy that campaign.
1: The people who like online, it won't affect them. Right. Um, right. So it really is negligent. Story is for people who play campaign, and they should be more satisfied with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Destiny 2. Uh, I know the beta starts soon. I'll lose all my coworkers. I'll lose all my coworkers, so I'm not excited about that. Dan Mahorek, <laughs> Uh GameSpot will probably go down because Eric Tay will be playing it nonstop. stop so, will go All... All stream engineers will be gone uh, for, like, probably
0: seven days to just play through it. it. they might be leaving you next week because the beta starts on Tuesday on PlayStation 4 and on Wednesday, July 19th on Xbox One. For anyone who pre-ordered the game, the beta opens up to everyone on July 21st, and it ends on the 23rd. Uh, That's for console only. The PC will be available. The PC beta will be available later. And then the game comes out this fall. Destiny. Destiny ooh, ooh. is coming. Um, <laughs> indie games. You love indie games, Mary. I love indie games. I I play indie games every, indie Monday. Games every, indie Monday. Games every Monday on Indie
1: LP. You do. And I played a game I do. with you once. I
0: do. We played what? Moonwalkers? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the co op. That was, co-op, that was fun. Co-op. We yeah. kept dying. Yeah, it was kept great. We right. um, <laughs> So, a new on demand subscription based Spotify like <laughs> video game service uh, is in beta right now. It is called Jump. It's enclosed beta between now and July 24th with a sample library of 10 to 20 indie games. Um now the plan for this kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't. I didn't know about this. I wasn't expecting something like this. But it's tailored to indie games specifically, smaller games. Um, with a and it plans to launch later with a library of sixty to one hundred indie games, uh, and we'll add ten new games each month for Windows, Mac, Linux, HTC Vive, and the Oculus Rift. So we're looking at PC and PC based VR. Um, it is a it is playable for a monthly fee of nine ninety nine per month, and it is unlimited and ad free. Um, what do you guys? think about this indie game subservice mary
2: as our as our resident indie fanatic guest i mean it's an interesting uh subscription model anyway this is this the first time in video games that there's been this kind of model what a subscription there's, no i mean like there's a been a lot of subscriptions fee. but um like i'm just trying to think of the other ones clearly i'm brain farting if they're out there but i it mean it's
3: been a
1: while because they're kind of They've kind of gone out of style, haven't they? I mean, some people still do them.
3: Um, but PlayStation... I mean, yeah. PlayStation still has their sort of semi-subscription options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you right. talking about right. PS Xbox? Plus? No, no, not Plus. Uh, mm. PlayStation, PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now. Um, mm. And then they have... Um, Xbox is coming out with their own version. Nintendo seems like they're coming right. out with theirs. Um, Gamefly, I think, is still around, right? It's technically oh. different. That's not Gamefly doesn't work exactly the same way, but... Um, I guess the thing that I find weird on this one is, I don't know that I would want to pay ten dollars a month for just indie games. Okay. Like okay. I feel like I would rather just like do a humble bundle or w- grab the ones that you know kind of bubble to the top anyway, and are the ones people are talking about the most, and just buy those directly.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Kristen. Like I, I think like the the problem they're going to face. Because I think it's a great concept, right? Like it's it, like it's an it's a nice concept to be able to play us uh, to pay a subscription and be constantly given an influx of games. But between very cheap indie games already, uh, in which if you go to the sales on Steam, uh, Steam summer Sale, Steam, uh, the the Christmas sales, yeah. I get a mad influx uh, between that and then the humble bundles, in which I can get like five indie games for as little as like a couple bucks. I have a Steam library filled with indie games. So it's not like I need to pay $10 to get more. In fact, I would think most of the time if I were to do such a thing, that's $120 a year. So I'm just thinking of myself as like this frugal, you know, penny pincher Mary here. And it's like that's two AAA games that I would play for hours and hours and hours and hours or – uh, i mean damn near uh 25 Indie games permanently. Yeah. So, in this subscription service, you pay for them and then. It's streaming only. They don't need to install on your hard drive. They run locally in a client. I would probably just buy them and keep them because I like having them and then I can like play them with a friend. I have like share on my Steam library so I can share indie games with other people. I have my own system. So, in theory, it's a lovely concept. Um, I don't think that it's something that I would be spending my money on between Humble Bundle and Steam sales. I have a I have
0: a plethora of indie games at my at my whim. Here. Um so the C, the CEO Anthony Palma uh told IGN that part of the uh the reasoning behind creating Jump was uh extending revenue for them not necessarily taking away from it or cannibalizing premium sales. Netflix. So yeah, so like like Netflix his exact quote is um We want this to be the next logical step in the life cycle of content. If you think about the parallel to the movie industry, a movie goes on premium sales through theaters, and when those sales start to dip off, they look at other avenues and eventually end up at a subscription service like HBO or Netflix. That doesn't exist in gaming right now, and particularly not for indies. I don't necessarily think that games need or should or will successfully follow that model. What do you guys think, Steimer, Brittany?
3: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I don't think it needs, because I think right now they're saying like, oh, there's a void here. I don't think there is, because I think the next, that step for our industry is something like a humble bundle, is something like a Steam sale. Um, Right now, you know, yes, they launch at the premium, and then a few months later, once interest has sort of dipped down... They, you know, there's a sale. There's some. There's some other way for you to get it where you're not necessarily paying full price, mm-hmm. and that's especially true of indies. Maybe not so much for AAA games. Sometimes those take a while to go on sale, and their DLC for AAA games like never goes on sale. I don't know if people just forget. I don't. know, It's weird. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I don't know, Britt, Do you agree? Disagree?
2: No, I, I agree with all of the words that just came out of your mouth hole.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, truly. Mouth yeah. hole.
1: Um,
2: out of the mouth
1: hole it's as someone who interacts with indies a lot and i'm very well versed in um the issues that they face the biggest uh one of the biggest problems that indie developers face is avenues for money that doesn't devalue their game basically indies after about 6 months of release people are like oh i'll pay like 10 cents for it right like i'll i'll put it in a humble bundle and i will pay my dollar for it and it's like you are not valuing the 4 years that a team of 3 spent on this game so you need to uh respect that just because it's an indie game maybe it has like uh you know, a smaller concept that it, it is certainly worth more than 50 cents, right? Like, let's be real here and let's let's give the justification for the value of it. I do not know, based on, like, this article, what indie developers financially are getting out of it. If I stream, if I give my game, my indie game that I spent years on, right, but it's a year old, I still don't want people playing it for me to receive a royalty check of pennies. Right. Um, okay.
2: Okay. There's we v- have that info, my dear. Oh, give me that it's not info. Not a specific breakdown, but-, but it kind of explains it. Yeah, go ahead, Britt. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, give me those so, hot numbers, uh, Britt. Those hot, those hot, sexy numbers. So, Alexa is Palma the CEO? <laughs> yes, Do you know? Yes. I don't have that. Okay, so um, he's so he estimates. So, ha- okay, I'll start over. Revenue is added up according to playtime for an individual game, which Palma estimates to be about twenty-five to fifty cents per one hour of playtime per user. Mm. And then overall, they take 70% of the net revenue and they pay that to developers based on the amount of time that their game got played over all the total minutes of gameplay. Okay. Hot well, who numbers. Knows, who knows how to math? Who knows how to math?
3: I mean, that okay. doesn't so,
0: sound like so, a lot. That's not a lot.
1: <laughs> but you're basing it off so of, if, but, uh, like, what if my game is three hours? So does that value my hours played higher than a different game?
0: That's 75 cents. 75 70- Seventy percent of seventy-five cents. For whoever plays it, um, there my was game's a worth a more than seventy-five here. cents. Yeah. <laughs> so there's
2: a quote in here um, from a developer who is on, uh, who is going to be on Jump, and he said, even if that audience isn't going to pay full retail price, quote for my game, uh, we're still going to see some revenue from the time that they played the game, and that's better than the nothing we would have seen from those players otherwise. <sighs>
1: I disagree with that statement, and I want to express wholeheartedly that um, it's a constant thing that we say, like, isn't it better that we played your game at all for 10 cents? And it's like, to a degree, uh, sure, but... Uh, we we don't expect this with any other industry. It's not like people are like, well, I saw your movie. Aren't you grateful? You know, it's like, nobody (laughs) says that about anything. They're like, pay me my money. You watched my movie. So uh, video games is the only thing I can think of where they're like, uh, how lucky you are that people discovered you at all. And it's like, you don't, that's, that's not respecting the art form in which it is. Right. Um, people worked very hard on these games. They are uh, they are works of art. They take years and years to develop. They're worth more than 50 cents of play. Um, so I think that's a, a mindset that the industry and the player base are still not fully at because I think a lot of people, um, like think about all these like three-hour games that we have in our history, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh the Edith Finch or um, I'm just trying to think of like a lot of story driven adventure games. Yeah. Are typically like three hours, but it's like just because your game is three hours doesn't mean that it's, that it should be a dollar. I pay $20 to see a movie. That's an hour and 45 minutes. So that's a, that's a bullshit argument. Forgive me, but I don't like the idea that like an hour played is worth a quarter. That's not, um, but uh, an outlet that does offer indies is always good. There are certain indies that ca- literally can't get on Steam. So this is another outlet for them possibly to make their big break. That's a positive. In general, though, I think we should be very cautious about things that are basically like um, at least you get to play them, right? Like, uh, you know, like, thank God, like, somebody played your indie game. Like, that's – you're not, like, respecting you know,
0: yeah. what, we, what, we, what they did. Um, Yeah. No, it's – No, you go oh, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to tell a dumb story. Okay.
2: So. I was going to say – no. <laughs> uh, no, Mary, it's been very interesting to hear your feedback because I'm not as in with the uh, indie community or the indie development community. So that was really insightful. So with that said, what do you think is the number one thing that needs to change so this isn't an issue for indies? Um The,
1: the problem with indies before was uh, the ability to reach large... Uh, a large user base so you think of um, Vlambeer right like that's a great uh, example Um, their biggest problem was they couldn't get on Xbox because they had all these like uh, technical limitations or the problems with uh, Microsoft themselves and the legalities of getting it they don't have the ability to have these high priced lawyers you know that um, large companies can get so all of a sudden they're like okay well then we just won't put our games on Xbox now we have a PS4 exclusive game and now we have only have one outlet to get this game financially and get our money back from and that's super huge risk, right? Mm-hmm. So now with technology coming through where they can uh, easily, not easily, but easier, get their games on. You're seeing indie games on Switch. You're seeing indie games on ps PS4 has been huge for indies in the last couple of years. Uh, Xbox is getting way better. Um, and then Steam opening up their floodgates to all these indies. Now it's not so much about the difficulty of getting your game in the hands of public—it's about marketing, and it's about being mm. seen in the sea of indies because there's may- way more than there ever was before. So uh, the issue to indies at this point is how do I rise above uh, and get and float to the top on this this sea of indies? Not so much do I exist at all. So. Um, uh This probably isn't a great answer for your question, but it's like what they're probably looking for is, sure, other outlets are fantastic. Um I've seen lots of indies uh, go with weird uh, GOG, G-O-G, right? Like they do uh, good work with indies where they give them a decent amount of money. The royalty checks that you will get from GOG is like pennies compared to Steam, but you're getting a new user base. Some people don't like Steam, so that's cool for them, and they will do it. If you get smaller than gog when you're starting to get down into those like like nitty gritty pennies, it might not even be worth the lawyer fees to make sure the contracts are safe and that you're properly taken care of. So good to have more outlets. These are good. I like the idea that this thing exists. If it does not seem financially viable, if your game is being is is paying out cents on the dollar, it will never grow, and it has no val- it has no use. Um, so you're not going to see a lot of, uh, competitors of steam probably coming out anytime soon. But the bigger thing to me is, uh, how do you showcase indies and make them rise above? Um, and nobody really does that, uh, as, as good as, uh, steam or, um, I don't know, currently like just like another sale, right? Like those are probably like the best ways to do it is to put your game on sale. That's like the best
0: way to rise on top. So these things are cool to see. Uh, I'm not sold on it. I found, yeah, I, I Thank found. You. I you are so smart. I'm sorry. Thank no, no, no. That's good. But to go on, to that go was on, but co- b- p- compiling on your story. I'm so, <laughs> <laughs> as far as like indie discoverability and 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 worth and whatnot, I found probably my favorite indie game of like 2017 so far on Steam through a sale, yeah. and it is called Ace of Seafood. <laughs> sorry. I think I've seen. <laughs> your whole I'm life. not. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I really want to stream it and I really want to like, like play it more and like talk about it, but it is literally a game where you are basically fighting your way through the sea as other sea things. And I bought it on sale for, it was, it was like a $26 game or something. And I bought it on sale for $10 and I would pay $26 for that game. I've played it for maybe like six or seven hours, but damn, is it really, really good. And I found it on Steam, (laughs) and I would pay $10 for that game over and over and over again. And all the reviews are very good for it. So Ace of Seafood, if you can check it out. Cool. Uh, Jumping all the way away from indie games for our last piece of news, I wanted to talk to you guys about it, because we have a good time when we talk Uh, about Pokemon. Pokemon. What's more indie than Pokemon? (laughs) Here on this. The ultimate indie developer. (laughs) What's good? Pokemon. So today, on the YouTubes, the Pokémon company did a thing that I found very strange and the internet also found it strange. They they released a a piece a mark a piece of marketing material that was a very strange video. It was in Japanese it was on the Japanese channel <laughs> teasing some sort of announcement coming up. And uh, it featured, uh, I don't know how how up you guys are in your Pokemon lore, but it featured a lot of alien Pokemon and a lot of scenes from throughout the series where a lot of weird things have happened. Granted, Pokemon is weird in itself, but weirder things happening like creatures and meteors falling out of the sky and like weird stuff. And there was a bunch of Clefairies and shit hanging out. And (laughs) Clefairies are weird, man. Like they're the weird Pokemon. Clefairies. Um, (laughs) Clefairies. And then there was, and then a bunch of text flashed across the screen. And the translation of this text, uh, weird text in the video says, Is this a time slip? Is it manipulating time? It came from the moon? question mark what is Is it a space destiny lore is there (laughs) a pokemon destiny (laughs) (laughs) a wizard came from the moon is it a space virus is this an encounter with aliens and then there's like a bunch of footage and it's like the battle with the alien invader has begun is this the underside of the world is this a puzzle is this an attack from a parallel universe is it possessing humans no. Is
2: it capturing
0: it's them? Sad Pokemon confirmed. So, and then and then at the end it says, is something is something happening? Uh, in in, in the text. You tell it's me. Happening. I don't know. You tell me Honestly, exactly. what kind of teaser is
1: this? <laughs> this what are we making? <laughs> what game <laughs> is this? It's like you're marketing to me, you jerk.
0: You tell me what you want me to spend money on. <laughs> I I have never been so excited for a Pokemon anything as I am after watching this dumb video. <laughs> what is happening got you
2: they fucking got me it's downright creepy and you know what? kind of reminds me of have you guys seen the scary movie The Ring the
0: scary movie The Ring
2: okay yeah yeah (laughs) the scary movie the ring, the horror film the ring okay uh, so in the movie you watch this video and then you die after seven days right. uh, and this looked like this could be like the Pokemon version oh of my that god movie, that after you watch it you die no because <laughs> well, it's, it's, we watch no okay all right I'm back on board it's showing like time slips like <laughs> it shows like time slips and like UFO appearances like alien invasions parallel dimension shit that happens throughout several Pokemon games yeah. like Alexa said a bunch of weird shit there's Clefairies everywhere dancing I don't know what's Happening. Um, so, the rumor that I've heard, and I think a lot of people are jumping to this because we all need this hope, is that this is a, a teaser for Pokemon yes, Stars. That's what I heard
0: too.
2: Right. And so, in I think it was late 2016, Euro, Eurogamer broke that, according to several sources, uh, Nintendo is working on co- a code name Pokemon Stars, which is essentially going to bring Pokemon Sun and Moon with enhanced features to and the the fucking Switch. aliens, apparently. So, <laughs> fucking aliens low and low human phone. viruses and, and shit, shit. Is, it, is, it, is
0: it possessing humans is it the haunted sandcastle Pokemon
2: that's what I said it's confirmed haunted sandcastle confirmed in this whatever the fuck this is when is the uh, when's the unveiling
0: is it the nineteenth? yeah hour? it's July it is Tuesday you Wednesday know? something July this Wednesday, Wednesday July 19th that's just next Okay, it's so next Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's soon. also my dad's birthday. Happy Aww. birthday. Here's some Pokemon. Aww. Uh, <laughs> here's some, here's some here's Pokemon. Uh, I don't think I've seen the Pokemon company put a piece of marketing together like this before. And granted, it's like a really dramatic video with like 16 bit cutscenes. What is it? <laughs> it's a so Clefairy like,
3: <laughs> So good.
0: It's so good. Slow, um, slow zoom in. I want. I want this <laughs> to be. I want this to be a thing. And if this is the weird human possessing Pokemon stars, like I will. Like, all right, you you have my you have my <laughs> attention. I I poop all over you every week, Pokemon, and now you have my attention. Uh, <laughs> because it's on turn. the table. You did something weird. You appealed <laughs> to my senses. Um, yeah, are you a Pokemon fan, Mary?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I wouldn't say that I could dive into this nearly as deep as you guys are um i'll wait to see what they're unveiling this isn't enough for me i would have settled for like a snorlax in a space suit i would have been like that's pretty cool i have no idea what i saw idea yeah Thanks. You can have that That's for amazing. free, Pokemon. Make it, make it happen. Space but it's Lex. like I don't know what it is. Oh my god!
3: Yes. And I can't
1: venture much more than that. I want
3: that. that to be canon. Space Lex? Can they please make a space? <laughs>
0: yes. He's like. Ugh.
1: He's just like floating upside down
0: up there. Nobody knows what, how to get him down. that's one of your quests please retrieve the Snorlax from space well that's uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that next week after they unveil it I hope it's Pokemon stars yeah
1: I hope I hope it's what you guys want Um, I I,
0: yeah Mary I don't know what else to say I wish the best for all of you (laughs) and
2: uh, thank you Mary that's a that's a
0: nice way to uh, conclude our conclude our news segment Uh,
1: do you guys have a noise when you guys talk about news no
0: no but we should that's our that's our new just in (laughs) <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Pokemon teaser. <laughs> dun, dun. Uh, yeah, so we're going to come back and talk about our hands-on. We've been playing a lot of games this week, and I watched a game adaptation. Yeah, so, we're gonna talk about that. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back after... games podcast and this is the part where we talk about the games we are playing mary kish my lovely guest what guest first what are you playing
1: you're so kind to me where did cat I hair down on my there. I have several.
0: Um, we were talking about this in the car on the way back. You've played like a lot of games.
1: Well, I have to play a, a new indie game every uh, week, so that keeps me, uh, you know, so fresh and so young. Um,
0: <laughs> those indie games, <laughs> mm, inject them right into my veins. Yeah, if
1: you guys mm-hmm. want to, I don't know if you guys have talked about this before, but if you haven't, then we should spend my time talking about Hollow Knight, which I believe currently Ooh. is my game of the year.
0: Ooh. Ooh! Okay, what is Hollow Knight?
1: Hollow Knight is a uh, just a, a tremendously done indie platformer uh, combat. It's very action-focused. Uh, a lot of people would compare it to Dark Souls, but there's reasons for that besides it being very difficult. Um, you also have uh, about... F- f- you start with, like, five lives. Um, if you get hurt, you have to use your, like, soul... To uh, get your life back. Um, If you die, you lose all of your... You lose all your currency, your geo is actually what it's called, and you have to kill your own soul to get your geo back. And if you die again, you lose it forever. So that's like the Dark Souls element of it. But uh, what's really cool and makes this unique is that it's completely done within an insect world. So you are like a bug, you have a nail, that's your weapon, is a nail. And every, all the enemies, um, the thing that like travels you to different areas, all bugs. And they're really cool looking. The art style is tremendous. Um, Some of the best art I've seen in years especially coming not just for indie for any game I mean it's actually just beautifully beautifully uh, drawn and uh, I absolutely just love the style of it so like from beginning to end when you're in this game you genuinely feel like you're in this like bugdom and you're trying <laughs> to explore all these different cavernous areas some completely different than the next so um, all, all different areas have completely different enemy types with a different boss um, and this game is long uh, you're looking at at Sixty hours to completion, whoa, so whoa. it's a fan. Yeah, it's a fantastic game if you're looking for lots and lots of content. The developers just keep adding more stuff to the game. I love it. Um, Hollow Knight is is tremendous. It's it's uh, a difficult path, but I, I'm enjoying it so much, and I, I just think it's uh, it's something everyone should at least be aware of. Uh, it's it's currently the best game that i've played and i've played a lot of games this year including zelda and i just really believe that um i I believe this game is is executed flawlessly i can't think of like something like significantly wrong with it
2: dude so where can we play this again
1: uh i found it on steam and uh i play with a gamepad so you definitely want a gamepad it's that kind of uh style um i
3: believe it's coming to switch
1: yeah, I think it is, and I think it's going to like better. change the game. Uh, you use your currency, your geo to to upgrade your your little bug body and get more skills from like you know obviously double jump or dash or stuff like that. It's really cool. I think when you guys see it, you'll laugh at like like how cool the bugs look um, and when you travel to different worlds there's this like long legged ass beetle and he like comes down and he like <laughs> he like races to you and you hop on his back and he takes you to like the next world that you're totally going to die at it's uh,
3: <laughs> it's just
1: like super rewarding so Mary- I'd like to spend that time just telling you guys about that I think it's super worth it
3: Mary so- as somebody who doesn't like dying in video games. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Go um, on. Go is, on. Is there like an easy baby mode on this for me, or is or do you think like I don't like Dark Souls. I don't like Blood. Okay. I don't like those style of games. Is there anything that would attract me to this if I don't like those things? It is going
1: to be difficult for me to encourage it because it is punishing. It's punishing in the sense that you will definitely die a lot, and um, sometimes you know, like if you lose all your geo similar to your souls you just feel like broken right and you're like <laughs> and you like chuck your controller and you're like screw this i'm fine you know i'm gonna uh, yeah i'm playing some other game that makes me feel good about myself you know
0: oh <laughs> yeah
1: what's that game where you like create pinatas viva pinata is it viva pinata? viva pinata if you if I you need me you i'll be wary. playing viva pinata where nothing goes wrong and everybody's happy all the time Mary, like, are you
2: are you aware <laughs> that that game is one of Steimer's favorite games ever That's a game of the century. I knew it. it. it.
1: I felt it in my loins. (laughs) I think it's, I think Viva Pinata is fantastic. What I'm saying is like, this is the antithesis of that. This is punishing game. Um, What would encourage you to play it? What might get you into it is the fact that it starts slow, right? So it doesn't start you off murdering you Uh, beginning enemies are super easy. It lets you get adjusted It has a nice curve. So you wouldn't play this game and be like, screw this, this is too hard. It takes hours before uh, it really starts to ramp up and punish you. So you get every opportunity to increase your skill set. Um, and the other thing that I think is just so cool is, like, visually, it is just incredibly impressive. And I think you would look at it and be like, I like all these bug dudes. I like that my <laughs> weapon is a nail. Like, that's cool. And I think you would like it. So, um it is it is difficult, but it it, it ramps so you would okay. you would get every opportunity to enjoy it. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's it's a hard sell.
3: You know it's when you don't like dying. Yeah, I mean I do when you don't try like Dian. Um Especially when it like when it comes to Switch, I want to try it just because it seems like a game that might fit that platform well. Um, yeah, but we'll see. I like I like that you're like bug dudes. I'm like okay, I like bugs. That's fine. They're so cute. Some of them are really really cute. Um,
1: and it's weird because you are killing them and like soldering them and stuff. Like amazing. They're just like little fireflies, like shooting like goo out of their butts, and you're hitting them with your nail. It's a weird it's a weird world, man. But it's uh it's well done. Is this the
2: the developer's first game? Uh, I Do don't know.
1: know.
0: <laughs> no, that's, it's the first fair. Game, that's fine.
1: It's the first game of theirs I think I've ever played because I've never heard of them before. So.
0: Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, now I want to play it. That sounds... Yeah, like I'd love to. I, I hope
1: that's the time I have on the show. And I really like love that you guys invited me at all. Aw, girl. Uh, I hope I can have a few people learn about this
0: awesome game that I like. No, we'll keep playing. I know you were tweeting about starting up a neutral Evil character. Oh, yeah,
1: Boulder. Yeah. Boulder's Gate. Yeah. Let's talk about, it. Let's talk about that. Uh, I love Divinity Original
0: Sin. Ooh, I yes burned girl. through that game. Yes yeah, girl. it's
1: Sorry. It's damn good. And uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is coming out really soon, but uh. it's not out yet. Doesn't have controller support. And uh, typically with those types of games, even if they're like, you can play it now, you like will lose your character when it officially comes out, you know, because it's not done yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to start a character if I'm going to have to, you know, chuck it in the bin. So I uh, decided to start a character in Baldur's Gate. And for the first time ever, because in Baldur's Gate, you're allowed to choose from the full range of um uh, good versus evil, right? Like if you're lawful good or chaotic good, uh, true neutral, and then so it's like the D and D style. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not too many games that do that anymore. And it's really, really cool. I've decided to be uh, neutral evil, is what I've decided, neutral and um, evil. I. Str- Neutral evil, um, which is different than lawful evil and chaotic evil. So, neutral evil means that you don't abide by the law. You don't, like, it's not necessarily what holds you. Chaotic evil means, like, I will, I will just freaking kill whatever. whatever. I will kill myself. I will kill you. I will kill, I will kill anything. I don't care because I have, like, no whim. Uh, neutral evil is basically like, I want, things to be reasonably even um but i only want to support myself so i will rob you i will sell you out i will sell everyone down the river um and i just thought i wanted to try it so i tried neutral evil and uh within like an hour i killed a dude and i was like yeah i'm in so, <laughs> so i felt really <laughs> good
2: what baldur's gate are you talking about like the original? original yeah i am playing the original for the first is-
1: time, because I actually never played it before, it's very good. I, I played it because I was looking for new Divinity games, and
2: there's not a lot like that. So I love it because that's how I stumbled across Baldur's Gate as well. What? Yeah, I didn't get very far because if I'm if I'm remembering <laughs> correctly, it's kind of it's very difficult, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The
1: difficulty curve is stupid i've died a lot to nothing i've died to spiders i've died to wolves yes. Yes, uh, I've i didn't even to- antagonize a bear but apparently i pissed that off and it killed me once uh so i've been restarting a lot but uh i've been getting a lot better at it i have a party of six now i'm a uh cleric ma- mage yeah and so i'm like half healing uh half like shooting you know magical laser beams at dudes mm-hmm. and it feels great nice. but uh yeah, it's hard. It's not an easy game. So I can completely identify with you, Brent. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you can play with people too, right? There's an mm-hmm. online co-op, I think.
1: So. Online co-op, which is what drives me. I have a lot of friends right. in uh, far off places and we like to play games together. Um, yeah, I want like another uh, Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead 2, like that's like all we played because I could play it like, with my friends. All across the United States, and like it's hard to find games where I can like play with my buds anymore. Um, Besides, like, I mean, if I want to play games with my buds, I still play like a lot of Overwatch. Um, Mm -hmm. That's uh, what else? Rocket League? PUBG. PUBG. I've been playing PUBG. I got my first chicken dinner.
2: Yay! That's relevant. What does that mean? Winner, winner, Uh, chicken dinner?
1: Oh. Yeah, in in PUBG, uh, it can be anywhere from like zero to like a hundred online people, and you can play in a group with your friends. And uh, if you win, if you're the last man standing, it says "winner winner chicken dinner." Nice. And I got my first chicken dinner. Nice. I know. I was really <laughs> impressed. I hid behind a rock the whole time. Nice. <laughs> yes. That's my kind of girl. I knew I. Liked yeah. You. Yeah. Me I call too. it. I call it wienering out because you just like hide in the grass (laughs) and you just like, you're just like this huge scared wiener. And then when there's one person left, you come out and headshot them and then you're like chicken dinner and that's it. (laughs) That's, that's a strategy. It's It's a total strategy. strategy. It's a wiener strategy, but it's a strategy. strategy. I encourage it. I'm pro wiener. You heard it here first. Pro wiener. (laughs) (laughs) It's a strat. Mary Kish pro wiener. I won chicken dinner.
0: (laughs) A, A win is a win. That is true. true. Um, Speaking of wins, someone named Steimer is playing a Zelda game, and I consider that a win. Which Zelda?
3: Yeah. Breath of the Wild.
0: Oh, of course. So I've decided that every week we're going to check in on your Breath of the Wild playthrough That's, because it's been so hyped up. So where are you has. now? What's going on?
3: I, I just got, I think I have five stars, or stars, hearts now. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Not stars. <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus. And, um, oh, boy. You could, you Get could out of here, of It's really
3: Shame. hot in my room. I'm kind of starting to sweat. Shame. <laughs> Pass out. Um. And I have only, like, a little bit of a health bar. So I think I've done, like, 13 shrines or 14 shrines something around there okay um I've been going around so I've done things I don't think the game wanted me to do at all um like what like I just was like oh I see the towers I want to get Mm -hmm. all the towers and like Mm -hmm. not necessarily do anything in those places but just want to climb up them and um that's what I did scan the map and ran into some fucking wizard who (laughs) Ice wizard? Oh, yeah. What kind of wizard? There's different elementals. What's funny is, so I literally walked up and I was like, oh, a fairy man. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he'll be helpful. And then he started shooting at me and I was like, oh, he's an
0: unfriendly you have to un-friendly. assume that everything in zelda will kill you do not yeah. approach well that's yeah. so do it's funny approach. you should say that
3: alexa because then i randomly was walking around and i saw this big sleeping man and i was uh, like oh, yeah with I'm one like, eye what's the, what's the deal with this guy so i walk over i like crouch and i'm like i'm gonna walk up like, to him like oh he's got something on his chest i'm gonna try and climb on him and so i start climbing on him and then he wakes that. up and then it, like the and then the screen goes like I don't remember what his name is. But, you know, basically
2: entering boss battle mode. And I was like, oh, no. I ran like the dickens. (laughs) That is a Hinox, my friend. And they are not nice. Yeah. They're They're hard to kill. kill.
3: They have a shit ton of health. I just ran away. And then I ran into another boss. But he was a different kind. (laughs) He wasn't a sleeping man. I don't remember what he was. Um, But I've started marking these places on my map. So I put skulls where the big things are that will kill you. Smart, Um, And then I've put... Leaves every time I found a Korok seed. um, Nice, because I assume at some point that will be helpful. Um, I Mm. found the Korok peoples in the forest.
0: You found the Korok forest already?
3: Yes, but I had to get help figuring out how to get out of the Lost Woods because I was real confused.
0: Because you were lost.
3: Because I was. It is the Lost 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 Woods. I was like, (laughs) "What is?" I was like, "Okay, this is annoying and stupid, and I don't like it." (laughs) And then so I went and looked up how to get through it, and they're like, just follow the embers of the torch. And I was like, oh. Ah, that'll do it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I guess it's not as hard as I thought it was. Um, But yeah, I mean, so far I'm enjoying it. It's the only thing I've been able to play lately because it's been so hot here um, that I don't want to turn on my Xbox or my PlayStation because they will generate more heat. Uh, But my Switch does not. (laughs) So I can just (laughs) take my Switch and go downstairs where it's cooler and play it. So that's been nice.
0: That is the I'm, point of a switch. Yeah. I am just to so excited
2: that you are playing Zelda. It's just so exciting. And what I love about this, and I think I've said this a million times, but here's a million and one, is that everyone you talk to plays it differently. Like Christine, like Steimer, you know, she goes around and finds the towers and finds all the no-no places. But then <laughs> other people <laughs> other people like go straight to the Divine Beast and then they finish the game. So it's really fun to hear people and how they're playing it.
3: Oh, I found the fish man. Prince Sidon, you found him. I found on him. but he was like, oh. "Follow me," and I was like, "I think I'm too low level for this." Oh I yeah, I need to stay away. Some more shrines up before I talk to you for real. So I'll see and you later, man. Because he just dives in the water and leaves you. I was like, "Bro, escort me. Escort <laughs> me to your place." <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> How dare you?
0: I, him him, him just, and the gerudos I think, are like the best.
2: Yeah,
0: the best. Um, thing. I just want to be a Garudo. That's it. I oh, my God, those yet, hips.
2: But oh, right. You'll find, you'll you'll find, find them,
0: later.
2: Yeah, But, yeah, that's awesome. Like, what I was going to say, though, is I just did Sidon's shenanigans last night, actually, because I've been playing a lot of Zelda as all well. Right. Is that what it's
0: called, Sidon's shenanigans? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the side
2: quest. <laughs> that's all of the side quests. Um, and I'm on, like, my second row of hearts. I've done, like, two um, of the Divine Beasts. So that's what I'm saying, is it's cool. Do it oh. differently. So I have a question, because I've been
3: playing, and... I will say the one thing that's semi-disappointing to me is I don't feel satisfaction from doing side quests because I don't feel like I get anything from them necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other RPGs, obviously, you get XP or you get you know, you know get some form of reward. But I feel like for most of the ones I've done, it's just like, thanks for doing that.
2: Cleared it off the of quest a-
3: log. And I'm like... Yeah,
2: he- <laughs> here's a silver rupee. No, I, I am in complete agreement. I didn't even get agreement. a rupee. You oh. <laughs> gave me nothing. Well, you got there shafted. Are-
0: Uh, there are a couple of side quests that gives you that crazy silver rupee. I would say anything that gives you money is probably a good side quest or anything that involves getting a bunch of monster parts because later on in the game... Um, for example, you stock up all your money and your gems and you can go buy some really amazing, like high level armor. There's the jewelry store in Gerudo town where you can get a necklace or or a headpiece that literally halves the amount of damage that guardians can do to you. Like it significantly protects you. And then there's uh, like really high level armor, like the dark link armor, which requires you to trade in monster parts. Uh, and the Dark Lake Armor looks pretty cool. But does, so. and then,
3: does the game tell but it comes you later. what the rewards are when you. Or do you just have to do side quests in, in hopes in it your give you something?
1: In your uh, quest log, it divides them from sh- uh, shrine quests. You want to do all your shrine quests, of course, right? Okay. Um, and then, uh, then there's. Uh, shoot, there's two different kinds of other side quests. Then there's like the generic other. There's the memories, and then there's mm-hmm. the
0: straight-up side
1: quests. Um, isn't there ones that like give you like hearts or something else of a bonus? Um, if you go into your menu system, it divides your side quests into more valuable types of side quests. Mm-hmm. You definitely want to do all your shrine side quests, and you want to do the memories, yeah, too, like because that pushes you into the lore. Um, so those are the ones you want to do. But I agree with you. I didn't do half of uh, the side quests, either... Um, because you just kind of like phase out at some point because it's also like just the world that they made, right? Like all your weapons are uh, are breakable. They don't they don't last very long. So right. you'll do something and you'll get uh, like a trident and you'll be like, that is so cool and then like ten moves later, it's done. Yep. so yeah. they've created a game in which you're not supposed to feel a connection to items. They've made that for you, like that's the, that's the world they decided to live. So if you don't want to do those side quests, there's really nothing beholding you to do them. So I would encourage you to do the things that you're motivated to do. Uh, I played the game very similar to what you're saying. I did, um, I did all the towers. I did the towers before. I did almost anything. I did that game so wrong. I don't think I think the developers would faint it if they saw the way I did it. I did one of the divine beasts. Um, and I don't want to give anything away for you. I did it. Guaranteed, not the way it's intended to be. Um, you're supposed to be able to. Ro- yeah, I'm rotate them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rotate them. Which I, one? I did it without rotating it, and I didn't know you <gasps> could rotate it. The bird. Oh my really? god, you did the. Oh man, I never rotated it. I didn't know you could. You are because it was goddess. my first. And you know what? To me, I don't think that was intended, and I don't think that that's something like the developers <gasps> were like, "We want you to play your own way." I was like, "No, I, you I cheated your it. game. I cheated <gasps> that, and I didn't know, and I." Uh, I I don't think that that's something to applaud. I mean, it's really weird that I was able to do that. That's amazing. It is weird, but I'm not impressed with my own ignorance. I was basically like, oh, this is so much easier.
0: (laughs) That amazes me because doing the bird, I think, gives you the better skill of the four divine beasts, which is Mm -hmm. the ability to launch yourself into the air and free float wherever you need to go. And I definitely used Rivali's gear to Gail, to cheese my way through yep. all the other divine beasts so i'm completely mystified yeah like, now i want to know how you did it like, i don't I know back. i
1: cheesed the shit out of that game and I, I do think that that part is intentional they wanted you to be able to 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 just kind of <laughs> stumble your way through the game so yep. timer if you want to do the towers first and you know finish the game with five stars
0: then god damn it you do five it stars. because that's <laughs> the game they <that> made. <laughs> That's the game that they made. I mean, well, it's actually, true. you can collect stars in that game if you want. I'm not yeah, they,
2: <laughs> that's true.
1: I'm um, just saying, like, there's they've made it the it in a sense where it's not meant to be played in a particular way. So no. you're not doing it wrong by doing it that way. You will be uh, limited, right? Because, like, if you try to do the towers, you're going to be put in places that you uh, you're probably not strong enough to be in. Right but, away, right? You know, away. that's.
3: That's what I. Do. I'm proud you can t- of you. You do it however the way right you away, feel. And I then mean, I had I, to use a potion in order to make it up this one tower because my stamina was
0: not high enough. Yep, that's I mean, right. That a lot. It's like I'm gonna. It's all care. I'm
3: eating this thing because I'm here now and I'm not going back. <laughs>
0: like, yep. yep, I am. I'm very, very proud of you for digging into Breath of the Wild and then playing it your own way. Um, I'm also very proud of Brittany for finally trying to play Chrono Trigger. Yay! Yay. Oh, <laughs> times, like, how,
2: how, how many times is it now? i think this is my fourth or fifth attempt um so i'm trying to think so i first tried to dive into chrono trigger uh god six years ago but it didn't stick like i i just met my fiance at the time and i was all you know, like Aww. bubbly that bubbly oh my god new house new living arrangement all sorts of things um and so it didn't really stick. I know I got farther during that playthrough than I am currently at. Um, so I put the game down, and then I tried to play it on a DS, but I didn't like how small the screen was, and I felt like it didn't do the game justice. It deserves to be played on a big screen. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'll play on my Wii U. Wii U didn't have the game. I thought it did, and I'm like, ah, uh, I could try it on the Wii, but I don't have my my controllers and my nut because you need the sensor bar and like. Anyway, it was a clusterfuck. So fast forward to about two days ago, I finally have it on my Wii. I have it on the Wii. It is playing smoothly. It doesn't have the atrocious loading times that the PSN version has. And yep. I'm able to play this it. It's weird. You would think uh, PlayStation would have better loading times. I or think at what least happened on par. I think what happened was that it was support from PlayStation and I think the loading screens from the um the disc or something. i don't really know what happened but it was just a terrible part so like i would try to open my menu and then literally five seconds would pass before the menu would pop up
0: or mm-hmm. if i were Damn. to try to
2: like talk to someone or like go into a new area or buy items it was just awful and terrible and it doesn't sound that bad on paper but when you play a jrpg your oh, life no, are those menus <laughs> and yeah and the battles and it was bad um so i am a rough i'm only about three hours into Chrono Trigger. And I love it. It's so charming. It's really cute. It's very nostalgic. I feel like it's a game I've played many times and I mean that in a good way. You know, like those classic Super Nintendo RPG games. Like that's what it's giving me. And I feel like I'm finally in a place where I can like enjoy it. And I'm really excited to play more of it.
0: Yay, good. Yay. I know. That makes it's me cute. feel happy.
2: Makes me happy. I, when too. you
0: when you are done, I want like the full report from you. Yes. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna post mort that shit. Um I didn't really play any games this past week, but I did watch a game, ooh, ish. So uh, last week, the Castlevania anime debuted on Netflix. It is four episodes long; they are twenty-three minutes each. Uh, It is, I have to say, a very, very good game adaptation. Um, I don't know if you guys have played Castlevanias. I wanted Hmm, just bits and pieces.
2: Alexa, like, how yeah. hardcore of a Castlevania fan are you? So we know, like, how, where this is
0: coming from. So I am not like, oh, my God, I'm going to, like, throw up and die Castlevania. Woo. But I really <laughs> love Castlevania. And I've played all of them. I love them. They were some of my, like, first hard games that I played when I was younger. And I really, the thing that really struck me about the this uh, anime adaptation, and, yeah, it's, like, a, it's American-made, but it's anime-drawn. Uh, is that it is a very faithful, very faithful story retelling of Castlevania three. So it is the story of Castlevania three, but it doesn't dawdle and doesn't dwell on, uh, you know, points that are, that are not important. And then it also expands on the story in a few small, very meaningful ways, um, for those of you that have not played Castlevania Three, Castlevania Three is about uh, uh, Vlad Depeche, the the Dracula. The Dracula. Um, his human wife is killed by humans, and he flies into a rage and gives humanity this the the town that he lives near one year to make peace with their lives, and then he's going to kill everyone and set the demon hordes on them because they killed the one thing that he loves. I mean, that's fair. That's yeah. that's yeah. fair. That's fair. That sucks. It's fair. Um, and the anime opens on that and it takes, you know, one episode to one episode to set that up. And then at the end introduces our protagonist, Trevor Belmont of the Belmont family who must, you know, combat Dracula's hordes and basically protect this town. And a couple like, what's his voice like? Is he like, what's up? I'm Trevor. He's voiced by Richard Armitage. (laughs) <laughs> Richard fucking Armitage. You don't know. Oh, my God. So Richard Armitage is this is this middle-aged uh, British or uh, uh, English actor. He played Thorin in The Hobbit movies. And oh. he's done a bunch of Shakespeare. And he has this really deep, really hot voice. What's up? I'm Trevor. Pretty much. But isn't uh, Trevor, is, wouldn't he be young-ish? He's young, but he does. Richard Armitage does the voice pretty well. Okay. Um, so and uh, Dracula is played by Gara McTavish, another uh, classic, uh, very like old school, very well known British actor. And uh, Richard as Trevor Belmont, uh, Trevor Belmont in the game is sort of the character that you're uh, you. The player impresses herself on your side. You're running through a castle, hitting things with your whip, and they've added very subtle touches to the story. Like Trevor is now kind of like a good-for-nothing drunkard. When you meet him, he's like, yeah. "I just want to drink and hang out, and I don't." Oh man, like now I got to go fight these demons. That's but and, he, and he sort of begrudgingly helps everyone, but is like still really sassy about it. And uh, does he have a whip? He does have the whip, uh, which leads yeah. me into my next point. It does a really good job of adapting boss fights. Uh, I'm not going to spoil what big fights are in the anime, but if you played Castlevania 3 and you played to the end, you kind of have an idea. And some game adaptations, I'm looking at you, Street Fighter movie, um, and some other like game anime uh, really can't, really don't nail the, the 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 epicness and the scale of a boss battle in like a three minute animated fight or whatever. And Castlevania does that really, really, really well. And though animation is kind of janky in a few places, but for those fights is absolutely gorgeous. So it is worth sticking through to the end um and also, the script is really funny. They've put a lot of humor into it. It's very dark. Like, there's scenes where you watch people, you know, get exploded and viscera go everywhere and, like, demons are, like, pulling people. It's very gross. It's very, very gross. And I remember watching it and just being like, oh, my God, this is totally fucking gross. But um, the script is very humorous. There's a couple of really great one-liners and very tongue-in-cheek. So it pays homage to Castlevania, that uh, that, that game and that franchise, um, without... Tainting it and expands on it in some really meaningful ways that don't detract or dilute that the original charm of Castlevania. So I really like it. It's about if you watch the whole thing, it's less than two hours. Uh, If you want to watch, if you want to watch it all together, no, like four episodes. Netflix. It got reduced. It got reduced. It got renewed for a second Mm -hmm. season that will be eight episodes. It's really good. I highly recommend you guys watch it. I'm in. I enjoyed it. I'm in the middle of
2: Glow right now, but when that's done, I'm in.
0: Dude, it's so good. Glow is amazing, but
2: so yeah, like sounds great. If I'm not a Castlevania like fan, will I still enjoy it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think All it's right. a really good story, and I think it's a very beautiful anime.
2: And it doesn't it's say, very it's very dark. What, four, you said four episodes, twenty minutes. Yeah. Right? that's not long. 20
0: like 20 no, like 23 no. minutes
3: that's totally worth a gamble
0: oh yeah. yeah and it doesn't and it doesn't like if you're not a castlevania fan it doesn't go deep into the weeds of like you won't get it it's not you know the final fantasy 15 movie it's a like i you
3: know it's like there it's are a, vampires and then vampires yeah it's like here's a vampire
0: he is angry here's what the vamp the angry vampire does and here's what the what the people do to combat the angry vampire like it. it's very very clear um and it does a lot of world building and just a lot of really It's simple, concise ways. Here's the bad guy. Here's the thing. Go. Enjoy. And it's good. So I highly recommend giving it a shot. Castlevania fan or no? Cool. And yeah, that was what I played this week. I should probably actually play something. I did get Final Fantasy Twelve HD. I am playing it despite my well-documented dislike of Final Fantasy Twelve. So once I get deeper into that, this is the uh, Zodiac Age version that was released in Japan and not in North America. So Mm -hmm. once I get deeper into that, I shall report back. Cool and that is that are the games that are the games that word that is the games that is the games we played this week we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back for a uh a grab bag off topic one and this kind of thing we brought up earlier so i'm excited to delve into it stay tuned We're back for our last segment The part where we go a little bit off the rails And the room gets the sweatiest it's been For the entire podcast It can't
1: get sweatier It is so (laughs) hot I've been marinating for a whole hour
0: (laughs) It's been great We got some whiskey a la Brittany today
2: I don't have any whiskey Because I poured my It's actually scotch And I think I found bugs in it So I'm kind of devastated
0: Wait, were they in the bottle?
2: No, it could have been It could be floaties um in the glass i'm not sure but there's two f- two figures in here and they both have similar shapes and i can't tell what they are and i'm very nervous so, so don't drink sure. oh, it I see please one. don't don't drink it not, i'm not i'm just gonna
0: okay good i don't want okay. i'm very concerned for you People so continue on. Continue. tequila
2: with worms in
0: it tequila. yeah
2: Look, oh, it's stuck <laughs> under my nail what it, okay continue oh. sorry Ew.
0: this is very this is very dramatic and i'm very concerned we i good? don't know what it is good?
2: it's okay. okay i don't know okay i'm just gonna let's go
0: nail let's go. bugs <laughs> Um, so we kind of touched on this last week when we were, or the week before when we were talking about our pile of shame. Um, we talked about, uh, the games, Mary, that came out this year that we hadn't played yet and Uh. what we wanted to play. So I was thinking about this and I want to know, and Brittany digging into Chrono Trigger kind of inspired me. I thought we could dig into, you know, the maybe one franchise you wanted to get into but feel like it's too late for you to get into or one franchise that is so beloved by everyone but that you just couldn't get into. What is the boat that you missed or just didn't want to get on? Steimer, let's start with you. <laughs> didn't want to get on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, I I mean, I sort of talked about this before. I mean, there's there's plenty of franchises that I missed. As a kid, because when I was a kid, I was mostly a PC gamer. Uh, We didn't have very many consoles. We had a Super Nintendo. We had, like, four games for it. Um, So I missed, you know, I missed a lot of OG gaming culture. But I did have pets with a Z. That's... (laughs) Oh, no.
2: I loved pets with a Z. (laughs)
3: um so i mean there's a lot like metal gear solid i never got into however i don't think i'm heartbroken over that i think i'm okay with that i've come to terms with it not a stealth Uh, fan it's i've tried playing the new one um phantom pain and i don't know it was just the the funniest part there was a really funny thing that happened so i was stealthing (laughs) and watching this dude one of the enemy soldiers and he walked up to near where i was but i was hidden he didn't see me and then for whatever reason, he just turns around and starts running. And dude just runs off oh, the dear. map. Like, he just <laughs> keeps going. I was like, run, Forrest, run. I don't know where he <laughs> went. He never came back. Like, I thought he was supposed to be on a loop of, you know, like, here's my little pattern of where I go as an enemy. Mm-hmm. You can kill me at some point. But no, he just turned and ran. Forever. <laughs> Infinite Welcome running. Metal Gear Solid. It was really weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think the gameplay for me isn't super fun. Like, I don't really enjoy 100% stealth games because I tend to mess it up and then just fire everything and I feel like a failure because of that. Um, especially in a game like Metal Gear Solid where you re- you are supposed to be stealthy. You're not supposed to run and gun. Um, so yeah, so Metal Gear. Um, Final Fantasy, I guess, would be the thing that I thought... I mean, because I'm already playing Zelda. I'm re- I'm, I'm fixing the Zelda situation. Yeah.
0: I'm staring uh-huh. at you right now.
3: The Zelda situation has been fixed. That's being, is, rectified. Is being rectified. It's being rectified. Final correct. Fantasy, I have played them. <laughs> I didn't play them growing up. I played... Um, is it 10, the one with Titus? Is that correct? With the awkward yes, and thank, laugh. And
0: yes. Thank you for saying ah, it the correct ah, way, because Titus ah, is a shitty pronunciation. Who said Even though it's T-tis? the correct one.
2: I did for growing up most of my life. I was a wee lass. Forgive oh, me. Oh, dear. I said no. Titus. Titus. Um, like Titus. Title? Like Titus will, like, like that's a, what I think of. Like a Titus will Hyundai, is. whatever. Oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> um,
3: I played like ninety-five percent of ten. I'm at the end of it, and I won't finish it. Why? I don't, I don't know why. I just how have long? No, I Let's have finish no it. Desire, no desire to go back and finish it. Um, it's on my Vita, which now doesn't work very yeah. well, so. I don't know that I can't getting hotter
1: anymore.
0: in here because you're pissing off, Alexa. <laughs> I know.
3: <laughs>
1: the I'm last
0: so <laughs> the last 5% of the game is so good. I almost want to oh, stream it? it with you because it's like the most unbelievable uphill slog of boss battles ever.
3: Oh, that sounds terrible to me. That sounds amazing. You're so not into it. You're not selling it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe if you're there to coach me, it will be okay.
2: Okay,
0: That would I'll be wear, fun. Oh, I'll wear like a little coaching uniform and I'll oh be like, God, yes. okay, Simon, now you've got to... Fight because- the giant thing that looks like a giant flying penis. You <laughs> get on its back. It looks sin looks like a giant penis. I'm sorry. He
3: kind of does. No, anyway, continue. It. Now um, I'm sold.
2: I know penis. Mary
3: right?
0: I'm Twice. To sin, revisit. penis.
3: So yeah, I don't know. Final Fantasy's just been that franchise where I've dabbled in it, but it's never grabbed me the way I'd ever hoped. um And I mean, granted, here's the other. You're gonna yell at me for this one too, Alex. I'm so sorry. Um. The one with lightning no. was like another one I tried to play. I don't remember. Oh, the Final Kingdom Fantasy XIII. Yeah, that game was not great. And then that wasn't no. that great. Although the worst part of it was, so I made it up to this point, and I'm an idiot. So I had sold this <laughs> item, and then I was playing. I was trying to to beat this for the first mini boss or whatever you you try to fight. And I go to Clements because I, I think I worked at IGN at this point, and I was like, Clements, what is the deal with this fucking thing? Like, I can't. I can't beat this. This is impossible. And he goes, oh, you need to use this item. And I go, I, I sold that. I sold it. <laughs> what do I do now? And he just looks at me and he's like,
0: I, I don't screwed. know what to tell
3: you. You're screwed. <laughs> you, and I was like, no. I guess I'm don't done Don't sell your shit. Game. I guess I'm done. <laughs> uh, yes, I mean, that was a valuable lesson to learn, but it meant I was never going to finish that game. Um, so, yeah. That's why. that's why I was so... When I asked all of you, I was like, "What can I sell in Zelda?" Because I was really scared.
0: First question you asked: What, <laughs> what am I sell? allowed to
3: sell in this game? What you sell Lightning
1: as a good example, because like that's like infamously known as not a good game. I mean, like no, it's no. got uh, it's got a timer on it, which people like infamously hate, right? Like it's got like you have this. I never much even time made to it beat to the timer, it, and then you have like. <laughs> I, I just think that's, that's, the, not a that's good... the
0: third one in the series. Oh, is also it? Also not great. And
1: then it's, it's like, <laughs> if you can sell an item that you absolutely need, that's just like poor design. Like yeah. who let you do that? Come like, on. Like, yeah. Somebody, yeah, sh- somebody out there should have tested it and done exactly what you did. Yeah. I don't know. That seems I'll, weird. I'll help test
3: the games and be the idiot that does stupid shit.
2: <laughs> oh, You'd be a great
3: game, t- game tester,
2: yes. timer. Um I so, did
3: play 7 a little bit, but I started playing it on Clemence's PlayStation. Okay. Um, and so, therefore, I I don't have the save file. <laughs> so then we I
0: should play, play 7. It. I'm overdue now that the remake is coming out. Yeah. For, I was told, uh, I'm uh, totally down
2: to play it with you. I uh, just played 7 for the first time several months ago. And it still holds up. Do it. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah.
0: What about what you, Brittany? You on, What's Brit? your
2: I franchise of shame? Oh, oh, yeah. So I have a bunch. Um, the first oh, and foremost. <laughs> well, Metal Gear Solid, um, like Simon said, but I'm also okay with that. I think for me it's more of like the FOMO, watching everyone get all stoked for it. And I'm like, I can't relate. Um, <laughs> but a major one is Kingdom Hearts. And again, it could be because you of all that. I think it like hurts me. Just the Alexa crying. I, I am a wounded. No, no, um, So my first like introduction to Kingdom Hearts was when I was around thirteen, and my friend was playing the game. And around that time, I was really obsessed with Final Fantasy IX. And I thought I was such a badass because Final Fantasy IX was kind of like a mature Final Fantasy game that was swearing and like sexual innuendos and like flirting, and I had a huge crush on the main character. Ass grabbing? You forgot the ass grabbing? The ass grabbing—that was the first thing that came to mind. The ooh, soft. It was glorious. What? Um, Yeah, it happens. And (laughs) (laughs) and a good time. I watched my friend play Kingdom (laughs) Hearts, and I'm like, oh, this looks too kiddie for me, you know? Because I thought I was like a badass playing this like game um and so unfortunately i was just turned off from it for many years and now that i like to think i'm older and wiser and an adult i have much interest in the game um and it, it was going to be my next treadmill walking game but chrono trigger took over but ah uh, yes i do want to play that um the other series i have written down that i really wish i would have gotten into castlevania sorry um suikoden is it how do you say it like so we so we could in? Is Girl, that that's like it? so
0: up your alley.
2: I, th- and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why... And it sucks because I own all of the games. I just never played them. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. So just in Shining Force, that was another series I never got into. So it's just mostly like JRPGs. Okay. Did you ever play... Day. This is
3: not a Game franchise anybody would know of, but did you ever play Lunar Silver Star Harmony?
0: I can't remember if I. Oh my god, Lunar is so good.
2: Oh no, I never played it, but oh again, god, one of those so games good. I watched my grandma play it and yeah, I never got into it. That's like that's my favorite
3: my- JRPG.
1: Damn it, <sighs> what about you, like Mary?
2: That? Mary, I
3: was trying
1: to like look up a few because I you, you guys mentioned a few, like I I never uh got into Kingdom Hearts, I played one, it's but, hard. Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I wasn't able to like super commit. Um, some of us wrote a book on it, and it's totally okay. You some to. some of us, some of us are uh, authors. So uh, right. well, while, while you are while you yeah. are you are gathering your thoughts, Mary, I'll throw mine yeah, yeah, out there. Yeah, please, please. And I thought about this, and when we were talking about our pile of shame, I was thinking back and uh, thinking about you know all the other games that were announced at E3 this year that we were talking about, and I. Missed the boat completely, totally, and utterly on the Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Mm. Really? Interesting. Yep. That's fascinating. I watched my little brother play Skyrim and multiply cheese wheels and watch them roll downhill. Um, (laughs) I watched him fight bears that then floated and spun up into the sky after he killed them. I... I, I, I watched him play like dumb, make up dumb games for himself to play, uh, to play in that, in that game and just watched him tootle around. I watched him pick locks for three hours once um, while well, like I was thing. babysitting him when he was younger. My younger brother, my youngest brother is 10 years younger than me and he fell completely and totally in love with Skyrim. And I sat and I would watch him play and I was like, this is neat. And then I never... <laughs> this is neat. And I own it. Like, I have Skyrim on, like, two consoles, and I'm probably going to also buy it on Switch now, and maybe this is my chance. But I never played any other Skyrim game. Mm. And I am obsessed. Uh, my brother is the one who downloaded um, my, uh, the Thomas the Tank Engine mod for my well-documented love of the Thomas the Tank Engine mod. Um, he's the one who downloaded it and played the entire game with the with the dragons as Thomas the Tank Engine, which is what I love, That's uh, but amazing. I never I never sat down and really played any of those games um, myself. So at you know E three when everyone was like Morrowind is coming back and everyone around me is fanning themselves and fainting and screeching, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> crap, <laughs> <I> don't care. <laughs> Can we get to Fallout now, please? Thank you. <laughs> like I just I just didn't I and it's right up my alley it's fantasy garbage and weirdo shit like that's yep. my that's Man. my jam those are my triggers i don't know why i've never like <laughs> gone into that world so that's something that i really have to rectify and i need to do it before elder scrolls 6 come out and i get very behind nah you'll be okay that game won't come out for a while yeah i hope elder scrolls 6 is just all thomas the Tink engine
3: that would be amazing <laughs> I They're love like Thomas, we've licensed the tank mods. especially with them. I don't even know who makes Thomas the tank <laughs> but
0: Some some British people.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. So Mary, yeah. I mean,
1: you're not supposed to be amazing at everything, right? Like, I mean, some of this is regret, and some of this is just like, nah, that boat sailed. Now I'm like, you know, like I just got off. You know, that's fine. Like, see ya. And mm-hmm. um, something I just. Tried way too late was uh, RTSs in general. Oh, okay. Uh, I got on that trolley way too late. I was like, this seems cool, but every time I played StarCraft, um, and I did play through the campaign, but anytime I played it online, I would get slaughtered. I was like, okay, uh, obviously, uh, my age. Is too far, and my apms are too low. Like you have to do that when you're like young and frosty, and I just missed it. Young and I just young and don't, frosty. It's too late, so uh, I just I'm not gonna play them, and that's fine. Uh, some things that I feel like I did a bit too late. Um, oh, uh, I never played any Resident Knievels, or Resident Evils, until Resident but, Evil Five. Believe it or did not, did you just did you
2: say Resident Conneval? Yeah, yeah. Can you, uh, you explain like, <laughs> Resident?
1: That's a show Knievel. that I do now. So, yeah. So basically, oh. I never played a Resident Evil until I played Resident Evil. I played some Resident Evil Five, didn't finish it, and I played Resident Evil Six, and I was like. Uh, what's why are all these people like so into this? This game isn't that oh. great, and everyone was like, "You idiot!" The first oh. ones are the good ones. So, uh, Mike Mahardy and I do a show now called Resident Knievel. It's not like that original of a name, but that's what no, we love that's it. amazing. And in Resident Knievel, great. we've played through the whole series, <gasps> and now I understand because. Yay! Uh remake is probably one of the best games I've ever played, but I didn't know, so uh it can be worth it going back. Um RTS is something where I'm like, nah, good luck, and Resident Aww. Evil's were totally worth learning. Um, I
3: think you should still play RTS. Just it. play the campaigns, don't go online. I do
1: play the campaigns, I just can't hack it. And then Oh yeah, uh, that's the, totally yeah, fair. No one's I saying I'm yeah. a
3: pro gamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sarah, don't you want the best of me? <laughs> Are you pushing me. I need you to be at the World Championships next year. Make it happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh. not gonna happen. And then uh, the other series that I think everyone will probably like yell at me for, but this is the truth uh, never got into Mass Effect uh Mm. didn't do it and everyone was like story it's so good but like very similar to the sixth sense i like was like well i guess i'll look up what everybody's talking about and i i like looked up the end of mass effect 3 and everyone was so mad about it but but you can bang all the people i Mm. i'm aware about alien banging action but you can do that all sorts i can get that i can get those rocks off in many other ways Oh, do
3: tell. I w- would. Do you free- <laughs> wow. I just. I, I, I love there's it. There's other outlets. Became my favorite person. The It's really amazing. There's it's other married. outlets
1: for those things that you just like, you know, watch any like Star Trek or Star Wars. There's lots of alien sacks there. Watch that and like watch you can. Porn. It's called sacks? Yeah. Sacks.
2: <laughs> Hot. Hot alien sax action. (laughs) Uh, So is it because you know the ending that you're not interested in playing through the trilogy? Well, I heard it was
1: super disappointing. So it's kind of like finding out that this huge, amazing story, like... like you know, poops the man at the end. And I think it kind of ruins it for me. So like, why should I play through three full games to like be disappointed? So
2: the, this, the ending of Mass Effect three, I think we all can agree is kind of, you know, not ideal, but the, the character relationships you build and the stories you uncover and the things you get to see and do and explore during the course of those three games, I think far outweigh, um, any shitty ending you would get for Mass Effect three. Yes. By far. I agree with Brittany.
0: I thought the ending was poetic. Did you, I like sad endings? Okay? Did you play
2: the new Mass Effect?
1: Yes,
0: yes. yes. A- and it was. I accidentally fucked the wrong person.
1: <laughs> who'd you, I mean, who'd you who would you mean? Two of us. PB. I who of us try? here oh, hasn't had that happen <laughs> once that's in a the, while? It's the story
0: of my life. Did you God. stop playing <laughs> video games. I play you to escape. Not remind me of my mistake.
3: <laughs> it's the best <laughs> review I've ever heard for Mass Effect and Andromeda. Massive <laughs> Andromeda. I fucked the wrong person. Put it on the box. <laughs> <laughs> Nine out of ten.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're not even trying. It just happened. That's uh, we. That's, that's how it happened. Excuses. Yeah. It just happened. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, any Any last ones you want to throw out there before we end this podcast, and then I yell at all of you. Oh, please yell. I'm not gonna actually going to yell. No. I'm good. Oh, okay. No, it's I think because I'm of good, Kingdom man. Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mary, I'm so excited that you came by today. Thank and you I'm you guys so for excited me. we did this. Where can the internet find you? You guys can
1: find me. Uh, probably the best way to find me now is on Twitter, uh, Mary Kish. Um, I'm not on camera as much ever since I left GameSpot. I do a lot of production behind the scenes. I'm typically uh, the person constructing a lot of uh, live shows now, um, but I am a producer on Twitch, and every once in a while, I definitely host on there. So if you guys want to see me uh, being silly. That's it's probably the place to find me Um, and I do like just a lot of Guest appearances on awesome shows just like this one. And so. you do Indie LP. And I do Indie LP. So every Monday, uh, you guys can find me on Miss Clicks, which is a, a group of uh, streamers I joined because they're about uh, positivity and uh, good role models in video games. So Miss Clicks is a sweet organization that just has like a bunch of uh, women streamers that want to be cool and make a positive environment where everybody feels welcome. Um, so I joined that organization and I stream indie games every Monday. There, uh, and I will be playing Black the Fall next Monday, which I'm really excited about. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, Limbo if it was set in Communist Russia. Nice. that sounds. I cool. know, I know. If that doesn't sell it, I don't know what else to say. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and do no, this with us. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I was so glad you guys even started. What's good games? Um, huge advocate of what you guys do, and uh, big fan for big, big time. Big time fan, long time listener,
0: first time participant. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you. And Stimey, where can yeah. they find you?
3: I'm at Stimer. Most places on the internet, but on Instagram, I'm K Stimer. Shake fist at the sky.
0: <laughs> someday Every we're gonna get episode. you that. Someday yeah. we're gonna someday get you that. I'm that, gonna get
3: uh, at Stimer on Instagram.
0: It's gonna be a glorious day. You'll get it, Brittany. Yeah. Where can they find you?
2: Hello. Uh, you can find me everywhere with the username Blonde Nerd. Blonde nerd. I thought I said blonde dirt,
0: and that didn't sound right. blonde dirt. blonde dirt. blonde dirt. Okay. Um, I am on Twitter at Alexa Ray C, uh, Or you can type my name into Amazon and purchase my book. Just saying. Ah. Uh, I wrote a book on Kingdom Hearts. It's out. If you're at D23 this weekend, I will be there. I will sign it for you. It's getting good reviews. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. People are like, she made sense of a thing. And I'm like, that's... I. Oh, my God. Um, also,
2: yeah. uh, shout out to Alexa. She was just on the Kind of Funny Games cast. And you did an amazing, amazing Kingdom Hearts recap. I think it was like, what, seven minutes long? Seven minutes and
0: I did it. And I and did you it. And
2: nailed, you nailed it. And so uh, if you have any interest in seeing that, you should totally go find it. I'm sure it's on their YouTube
0: page. It's hilarious
2: because it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, girl, you did great.
0: And uh, as for all of us, you can find us uh, on Twitter at what's good underscore games facebook what's good games there's also we have a uh, we have a uh, fan page so there's a what's good games official fan page there as well you can check that out talk to uh talk to our friends in our community it's super fun on instagram we're at what's good games official and what's good games.com patreon.com what's good games youtube.com what's good games uh, everything is great good, thank games. you for supporting us what's good is in fact games and Mary kish guest hosting also what's good thank you everybody at everyone everyone yeah. thank you for tuning in yeah. and we'll see you next week bye, bye. bye.